Now, within the past hour, it's been confirmed that banging sounds have been heard from the area in the North Atlantic where the tourist submersible disappeared. Earlier, American and Canadian officials said the efforts to find the sub near the Titanic wreck is intensifying as the five people on board are believed to have just over a day's supply of oxygen left. Heavy equipment and private companies capable of launching deep-sea rescue operations are being deployed. Our North America correspondent Nomia Iqbal reports from Newfoundland. These are the last known pictures of the Titan submersible. It began its long descent to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean on Sunday before vanishing without a trace. Last year, the BBC filmed the vessel. It's made for five people and can't be opened within, so if anything goes wrong, it has to be found. And with just more than a day and a half left of oxygen inside the vessel, the rescue mission's urgency can't be overstated. It's a unique operation, it's a challenging operation, um, but, uh, but right now we're focused on, on uh, putting everything we can at it and, uh, and, and searching um, as hard as we can and getting the assets out there um, as quickly as we can. There are three British people trapped inside. The billionaire explorer Hamish Harding, businessman Shahzada Dawood and his 19-year-old son Suleiman. He had the enthusiastic um, you know, outlook of, of, a, of a young child, really. He was so excited about uh, this opportunity and, uh, and he mentioned it with you know, the biggest smile possible on his face in telling me about it. So we were all very excited for him and happy for him that he was able to have this uh, extraordinary opportunity. Also inside is French explorer Paul-Henri Nargelet and Stockton Rush, the man who runs the company OceanGate, which is in charge of this expedition to see the Titanic remains. This is an experimental sub. People are informed that it's very dangerous down there. Last year, he showed CBS how the vessel was operated via a games console. The search and rescue teams are working in incredibly challenging conditions. This is the worst spring in decades, and it's made visibility really low. They are scouring an area in the Atlantic Ocean which is 70 miles wide and so deep that it's said to be less explored than outer space. The ship carrying the sub left St John's on Friday and travelled to the wreckage site, arriving on Sunday for a dive that was meant to last eight hours. But an hour and 45 minutes later, all contact was lost. This is the third expedition by OceanGate. Passengers pay nearly £200,000 to arrive in the province and see the Titanic's remains, which are more than a century old. From a leader's perspective, it certainly feels helpless right now, but we're not hopeless. I mean, we, we do hope that, uh, that this uh, rescue mission is fruitful. Questions are being asked about the potential safety problems of the submersible. Court documents from 2018 reveal a former worker of OceanGate raised concerns. In the meantime, teams are working out the logistics of what could now become the deepest search and rescue mission ever attempted. But first, they need to find the vessel. Nomi Rikbal, BBC News, Newfoundland, Canada. Well, our correspondent Carl Nasman is in Boston, where the search operation is being coordinated and sent this update. Well, night has fallen here in Boston. Still no sign of the Titan vessel and the five people that are on board. Search and rescue teams say they will be looking around the clock and continuing that search as long as they can in what is turning out to be a very difficult and complex search operation. The U.S. Coast Guard is coordinating all of this from right here in Boston. And earlier during a press conference, 
they essentially said that alone they don't have the capabilities or the know-how to carry out this search. And that's why it's turning into a very broad international affair. Canadian officials becoming involved, the U.S. Navy and Coast Guard, even a French vessel, on its way to help support this mission. And this is a difficult one. First, because of the territory involved. Crews searching from the air and from the sea across a size of the ocean as big as the U.S. state of Connecticut. It's also very deep, about two and a half miles from the surface of the ocean down to where that shipwreck of the Titanic lies. And it's remote as well. From the furthest point of the U.S. coast, it's about 900 miles away, which means it does take teams and equipment quite a bit of time to get there. Now, in the meantime, of course, time becoming a factor as well. This vessel had only a limited air supply, and that supply is becoming more limited by the hour. So search and rescue teams hope that they can locate that vessel and then turn to an even more complicated task of trying to rescue it. Carl Newsman there. Well, David Marquet is a retired United States Navy captain who served as a submarine commander, told us more about the problems the sub could be facing. It seems like it's not on the surface of the ocean, which means it's most likely on the bottom in the vicinity of the Titanic, because that's where it would have been when uh, contact was lost. It was right about the time when it would have been either approaching or at the site of the Titanic. There was a story from several years ago where a similar visit with a similar size ship, not this particular ship, uh, was approaching the Titanic from the stern. So the big propellers for the Titanic, which were essentially dwarfing the ship, were there. And they, and they got caught by a current and were temporarily stuck, wedged into the propellers. Fortunately, they were able to get out. So that's, that's a possibility. But that sort of really doesn't explain why the communication would be lost. Communication lost and being on the bottom, to me, leads me to think something like there was a, a fitting which broke and allowed water to come in, or there was a hull crack. What happens is when the submarine compresses it, this is very high pressure. This is 380 times the pressure we experience here uh, in atmospheric. Yeah, it seems like these guys were sort of infused with the innovative entrepreneurial spirit. They wanted to uh, build something that could take people down, take researchers down to the Titanic for research, and they were funding it by getting these wealthy people to buy expensive $250,000 tickets on it. And in, in doing so, sometimes we push the bounds and the innovation gets ahead of where the regulations are. And I think it, the sense I get from that document and from statements by the company is that they were sort of proud of this innovative spirit. And if you're just writing tech code, then you can just throw things out there and you test it and you have this very quick iteration cycle and that's part of the culture. But when you're putting people down at 13,000 feet, uh, the laws of mother nature are gonna take over. So I think they might've gone a little too far. And I, I admire the spirit but we know from years of safe submarining what it takes to all the discipline, the rigor, the operational testing, the operational risk mitigation that you have to do to maintain submarines safe.
Well, we'll keep you up to date on the search and rescue on our website on BBC News. There's continuing live coverage there. Also on the BBC News app, our team is tracking every development with full background and analysis. So do take a look to keep right up to date.